0: Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 705.
1: To finish first, you must first finish.
0: This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello automotive enthusiasts! I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Shelby Hall. Hey Shelby, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: I am buckled up and I am ready to hang on and have a great time.
0: (laughs) All right, we will. Shelby Hall is a professional driver, trainer, event facilitator and spokesperson at the Rod Hall Racing Team. She spent seven years as the administrator of the Off-Road Motorsport Hall of Fame and she's an event director of Rod Hall Drive, organizing dynamic 4x4 events for clients around the world. Shelby has been off-road racing since her grandfather, off-road racing legend Rod Hall, introduced her to the sport and as soon as she was able to reach the steering wheel. And over the past four years, she's competed in numerous endurance races, including the Baja 1000 and the inaugural all-female Rebel Rally, where she traveled over 1,200 miles on a seven-day trek. And she was with some of the uh former guests here on Car Show, yeah, which I'm sure we'll talk about as we move through this, including Emily Miller, who is the founder of that fantastic event. So, Shelby, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, to share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for getting in a car and driving in the dirt?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome.
1: I would say that. I have been driving off-road since I was literally big enough to sit on my grandfather's or my dad's lap. They would control the pedals and I would control the steering wheel. (laughs) How
2: lucky were you? that
1: (laughs) That was where my passion started. It was so much fun. And then eventually I became big enough, tall enough to reach the pedals myself and And then you couldn't really take me out of the vehicle. (laughs) And I have been so incredibly lucky to have a family that is so immersed in the industry that I have had the opportunity to be able to take my passion, run with it, and be able to now make uh, off-roading my career. Now being the event director of Rod Hall Drive, I get to play in the dirt all day long, (laughs) and share that passion with so many people who aren't as familiar.
0: Absolutely. Well, your grandfather, my gosh, I think it was back in 67 when he ran one of the first Baja events down there?
1: Yes. He has been racing since off-road racing began. Yeah. And he definitely started out as uh, just something fun to do. Actually, the funny story is, and he says this is how it went anyways, is that he really had a motorcycle at the beginning of his 20s, but he very quickly learned that you can't fit a hot chick and an (laughs) ice chest on the back of a motorcycle, so he had to buy a Jeep.
0: Oh, you know, that sounds like him. I grew up down in San Diego, and I remember going down to Mexico to watch the start of the Baja 500 and Baja 1000. and Oh my goodness, it, how it's changed over the years, but to be a pioneer way, way back, and I, I love that little quote from your grandfather. He's, I know he's quite a character. So. He is. <laughs> We're going to learn a little bit more about him and you and everything you're doing there at your business as we continue on your off-road journey. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your life informing forming your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Shelby, take the wheel.
1: Absolutely. My grandfather has always been the king of one liners and one that has always stuck with me that I use uh, so many times throughout my racing life and my work life to finish first. You must first finish. <laughs> yes. And that just I, it applies to so many different aspects. You know, for you to be successful, you have to take that first step. For you to be successful, you have to think about that first step. You know, you have to really, when you're racing that line to finish first, you must first finish. You got to take care of the vehicle. You got to go out there and you got to make smart decisions. So I just, I've always loved that mantra. And like I said, it really applies to me in so many different facets of my life.
0: Yeah, I love that, too, because it applies not only to endurance racing like you do with off-road, or we just came off this, we're recording this, we came off the weekend of the Rolex 24, and you think about Mm -hmm. those cars that have to survive for 24 hours. I mean, they have to think (laughs) so far ahead of how am I protecting the vehicle so that I get to the end, but it's a lot like life and business is Kind of like uh, creating a plan and working the plan. You've got to look ahead and think about where do I want to end up and not just what I'm doing today or tomorrow. So there's a lot of great exactly. analogies. Yeah, that, that ties together. So I love that. Very yeah. nice. And it's extra special that it came from your grandfather as well. You
2: know,
1: so much of everything. He's been such an idol in my life that mostly good things. I think I get a little of his bad things <laughs> too. But he's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely been a huge impact in my life.
0: Well, we'll say versus bad, just orneriness. Maybe that's a better way to describe (laughs) it.
1: That's a much better word. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, you
0: are extremely fortunate. I know you are because I didn't get to spend much time with my grandparents. They lived far, far away. I always wish I'd been able to know them better and get to know them. So yeah, you're truly blessed to be able to spend some time with him, especially your whole life and now working under the family umbrella. So yeah, very fortunate indeed. Well, let's go back in time. We talked about you being a little girl trying to sit in your grandpa's lap or your dad's lap and Holding the steering wheel of that Jeep as you're going over the dirt and the bumps. But would you share a story with us that instigated your individual passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realized that, you know what, I'm a car gal?
1: Well, I, I sort of have two stories that go with that. Cool. Because I would say one of my earliest memories is even before I was big enough to sit on anyone's lap, I was probably five or six. And at that time, my father, Josh, was running uh, the Rod Hall Racing Off-Road Driving School. Mm. And that was kindergarten age. So whenever my parents were going out to work and we weren't in school, us kids were loaded up and we were out there with them. Yeah. So at a very young age, I was always out in the dirt, eating rocks, playing in the sagebrush. <laughs> but after the class would get over and all the students would leave it would be our turn. Uh, And my dad would say, come on, girls. And he would strap us in the race truck that they use for demoing. And I couldn't see over the dashboard, but they would strap me in and my dad would go around the course. And all I would say is go faster, dad, (laughs) go faster. (laughs) So I think that was where I really first found my love for going fast and being in the dirt. Yeah. (laughs) But I would say as an older person, when I – Made that pivotal moment of saying, okay, this is the direction that I want to go in was really the beginning of my racing time, which was about five or six years ago. And my grandfather Rod said, come on, you want to ride with me in a race? Mm. I said, okay, yeah, absolutely. You know, you very much want to be the best navigator you can be. You know, you want to make sure that you're calling everything out and your timing is right and that you say everything clearly and loudly. And I was so nervous. You know, I didn't know what does he, he knows everything. What does he want me to tell him? (laughs) I just, I was freaking myself out. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so I was really trying to focus and do well And yet all I could do was smile. I just had this huge smile on my face the whole time (laughs) because I was just having so much fun. I just thought, oh, my gosh, he's such a great driver. And this is so amazing. I want to be just like that someday. So I would say that was that was where it began.
0: How fun. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I got a big grin on my face just hearing the story. So <laughs> I like the eating rocks line, too. That was pretty good. Shelby, eat oh, eating the rocks yeah. over there.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know, the funny thing is, is I had a pair of pink velour fringe cowgirl boots. And I wanted to play in the dirt all the time. But yeah. I always had those pink boots
2: on.
0: <laughs> oh, how fun. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, makes reminds me of my My daughter, when she was little, she had those uh, red ruby slippers from The Wizard of Oz, and she just would not take those off. She wore them until there was no sparkles left on the shoes. So (laughs) great memories. Well, Shelby, what Did I it. want to do now is take a look at some of the uh, dusty, dirty off-road paths you've driven down and talk about a, a huge challenge or a big failure that you've faced along the way in your career, your life, whatever it might be. Of course, the most important part of these kinds of stories has to do with what it taught you and how it helped you move forward and learn. So take us down that road. Take us down that painful road. Tell us a story and then tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business.
1: Well, uh, you know, a few years ago, about three years ago, my grandfather, Rod, was actually diagnosed with Parkinson's, Mm. and it's been a very uh, rough road since then. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we obviously saw his mobility declining leading up to that, but then once the word Parkinson's was um, put out there, you know, we all had to take a step back and say, okay, what do we do from here? Right. Right. It was very challenging, and it still is very challenging to see my grandfather, um you know, not be this larger-than-life person anymore or right. in the middle of everything. He always, to me, was the guy throwing cones and setting up obstacles and jumping in the race car and jumping out of the race car. And, and, you know, that is slowing down now. And so it was a very big reality check. And that was, I would say about a year ago now is when I said, okay, I need to step up to the plate and I need to carry on that legacy that he is so, strongly loved Mm -hmm. and that legacy that he worked so hard to create. I want to carry that on and I want to make him as proud as I can in his lifetime.
2: Oh
0: my goodness. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah.
1: It's, it is, and you know he we still get him out with us as often as we can, mm-hmm. and we still throw him in the race truck, even though sometimes it's in the passenger seat right, and you know we he does he has not given up, yeah. he is still full of fire, and um you know he is he's such an amazing person, and he has now really become uh like an advisor to me yeah. just because he can't be out there playing in the dirt. He still advises me on how to be a successful business person and how to be a successful racer. And that was really um, a a challenge for me to get there. But now I can look it in the face and I can I I can get out there and make him proud.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well. I really appreciate you sharing a really personal side of your family story, and I feel so bad. It's a bit of a great little segue here because I had a guest on my show here, Deb Pollack. She's in PR in Los Angeles. She's really into cars, and she started a a way to raise money for Parkinson's because she's a family member who's been dealing with that and lost a mm-hmm. mother to that, and it's called a com or .org. Uh, you'll hear advertising spots here on my show. I've been helping her out uh, to kind of promote that. It's a driving event that she created to raise money. It's going to be happening here in March, and people can uh, drive their cars, their road cars, touring cars, old classic cars, and things like that. But uh, make sure, listeners, you go and check out Drive Toward a Cure so you can help uh, try to uh, get rid of this terrible affliction that uh, affects so many people these days. So, wow. Well, my best to your uh, your grandfather.
1: Thank you. You're you know, welcome. he's kicking butt. He's still out there kicking butt. So good for him. It's what you got to do.
0: You got to do and have <laughs> strong family members around you to, to help support you as well. Shelby, let's shift yeah. gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story where you had a career aha moment. It's a time when those uh, <laughs> headlights come on and kind of illuminate the new path to go down that rocky path that, <laughs> that you uh, bump over in the dirt there. And tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Well,
1: this is a pretty funny story, actually. Cool. So I worked at the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame as the administrator for about seven years. Mm -hmm. I really started at the bottom when I was introduced to the Hall of Fame. I started out just being the mail collector, and over the time, I just threw myself in there and I said, what can I do? What can I do? And ended up becoming the administrator and the only paid employee of the organization. Wow. Awesome. And I loved it. I learned so much. Anyways, after about seven years, I said, you know what? I'm getting married. I think that I need to find a real job. I think that I need to go and find a job where I have insurance and where I'm not out trying to make enough money for my paycheck. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just had this moment of thinking I needed a quote unquote real job. Yeah. So that's what I did. I I resigned from the Hall of Fame and I went and got a real job. And I only lasted about six months.
2: (laughs) Okay. You know,
1: (laughs) punching the time card in and out and the lunch. And I didn't have the freedom to go racing as often as I wanted to. And really the thing that I noticed the most was I didn't have any outlet of being creative. Ah. And I never actually realized I was creative until I was in an environment where I wasn't needed to be creative. So I uh, very irresponsibly quit my job <laughs> because I didn't have another job lined up. I figured, well, I'll just figure it out. So I I quit the real job and I went down to the Mint 400 off-road race and I ran into my grandfather. Ah. And he said, "Shelby, How'd you get the time off to come to the race?
0: <laughs> well, i got a lot of time off now.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I said, well, you're never going to believe this, but I actually quit my job. And he looked at me and he said, good for you. Ah, yeah. And I also have some good news for you because I just started this business, Rod Hall Drive, mm-hmm. and we could really use you. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> and I thought, well, okay, well, man, I am in. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, let's you know? start. and." So I started at Rothall Drive and it was everything that encompassed everything that I love. It was four-wheeling, it's event management, it's putting on epic parties and uh, bringing our passion of off-roading to so many people. And so that was really a great moment for me and really pushed me in the right direction. Putting myself in a situation where I wasn't thriving really showed me what I do love and what I do want to do.
0: That's my takeaway from this story. Wonderful story, and kind of serendipitous. <laughs> yeah, how important it is to find your passion and find a way to work in that area. Because just to go do a job to do a job, ah, uh, it will drain you so fast, and it's just it's just yeah. not healthy. And life is short, and uh, it's so important, and it's hard sometimes. I get it. It's really hard sometimes, but that's the way to go through life. So great story. <laughs> Wonderful story. Now, how about a proudest career or business moment? I would assume you've had many. You've done a lot of cool things, but is there one that stands out for you?
1: I have had several, and I will say that 2016 was an amazing year for me. But I would say my proudest moment would have been competing in the Rebel Rally. The Rebel Rally, like you said earlier, is a a women's-only navigational rally which spanned 1,200 miles over seven days. And this was really the first time that I ventured out on my own. I didn't have my family behind me. I didn't have a race team behind me. I didn't have anything that I was used to. And that was a little scary for me. And I think actually a big reason why I in the beginning said, no, I'm not going to do that. Because I was intimidated. I was scared. How do I, how do I compete in this without my husband, my navigator? How do I compete in this when I don't have 15 chase guys behind me? (laughs) Yeah.
2: And,
1: you know, it's intimidating. Oh, yeah. And then when I, I met other competitors of the rebel and they had no experience, and they were scared, but they didn't care. They were going to face that fear. Right. And they inspired me. I said, you know what? You're right. I can do that, too. And I just had such a remarkable time. It was challenging and it was fun and we laughed and, you know, we just learned so much along the way. Yeah. And the day that we crossed the finish line, and this is such a, you know, a, a funny thing, but we crossed the finish line and I just started bawling. <laughs> I was just so yeah. extremely happy. It was like, oh, my gosh, we just did this. Yeah. We did just the two of us, me and my navigator, and we, we placed fourth.
2: Wow. And
1: that was really awesome for us. We oh, actually yeah. started day seven in 11th place. Oh, my gosh. And we totally kicked butt. The last day was all sand dunes down in Glamath.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm terrified of sand dunes.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: they can get you.
1: <laughs> yes, and those ones are huge.
0: Yes, that's an amazing place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's phenomenal. I, just, I was in awe the whole time. But I, another moment where I was like, okay, Shelby, just buckle down. You can do this. You can do this. Just drive smart. You have these skills. You can do it. Don't be afraid. And we moved up to fourth place. So anyways, it was just an incredible journey for me. And I came out of it so much more confident. And I learned so much about the vehicle and how the process works. Yeah. So it just it was a great experience.
2: Yeah, it
0: really, really is. Uh I'll let our listeners know if you don't already know. I had Emily Miller on who's the founder of the Rebel Rally, and then I had gosh, just like a a Jat yeah alumni of ladies here for that event. I've had <laughs> Andrea Schaefer, Michelle Davis, Charlene Bauer, uh Rachel Croft, Rhonda Cahill, and Emmy Hall all have been guests here on Carja. Yeah. The, the talks that they gave, and if you want to go back and learn a little bit more about this, of course, you can find the uh, the rebel Rally online, or you can go back and listen to any of these ladies' shows. And a lot of these ladies um, had never done anything like this, even remotely. So like yourself, it was a whole new experience, and you could follow online. It was really, really fun. So kudos to you, and uh, who was your, your co-driver there?
1: Amy Lerner.
0: Amy Lerner. Okay, cool. Well, kudos to you yes. and Amy and all the other ladies at the Rebel Rally, fantastic event. Really, really spectacular. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time. What was your first really special car? And maybe you could share a memory with that vehicle.
2: I would
1: say the vehicle that means the most to me is a 1968 Ford Bronco. Cool. Yes. This Bronco is pretty incredible. Of course, it relates back to my grandfather. It was one of his original racetracks. Nice. And... It is actually the only four-wheel drive vehicle that has ever overhauled the Baja 1000. Wow. Yeah. And so that Bronco lived quite a life. It raced for a few years, and then it was sold. And so it's been in the hands of multiple people. But it wound up in a junkyard, and a fan, a, a, a racer as well, found it. And thought, well, that Bronco can't just be sent in a junkyard. <laughs> yeah. Let's pull it out and let's restore it. And so it was restored, not really to race condition. It was restored and then it was actually put into the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame display. Oh, how cool. Yeah, so it was gifted back to Rod and he put it in the display And when I was working at the Hall of Fame, I did nudge him a little bit. And I said, (laughs) wouldn't it be cool if we pulled this Bronco out and we did a full restoration on it and then we raced it in a vintage race? Yeah. And he took the idea and he thought about it for a year or so. And then he decided... Let's do it. Cool. So we pulled it out of the display and we took it to Samco Fabrication here in Reno. And we had just an amazing sponsor list who supported this rebuild. And we have now been racing that Bronco since 2015. Wow. Nice. Yes. And I just feel, and this sounds kind of funny, but I have such a connection with that Bronco. We just, we go out, we, as in me and the Bronco, Uh (laughs) we go out and we just have such an awesome time. It is fast and it is durable. And I mean, it's a rough ride because it was restored basically, you know, to its original state. obviously suspension has come a little bit, but we've, we don't have anything very special under there to keep the originality of it, but it is just it's an awesome piece of history, and it is so cool that I get to race it still. And it, it's a, I was going to say badass. I don't know if I can say oh, that. Oh, yeah,
0: but. you can say that. That's fine. We're, we're okay. okay with that. <laughs> That's like, you sent me a picture of that. It's, the, uh, it's red with the white stripe on the top kind of going along the side, the pure later on the side. Is that the vehicle?
1: Yeah, it's orange. Or orange, okay. And it has yeah, the white stripe along the the top edge there.
0: Yeah, okay. Well Mm -hmm. yeah, it is badass and we can say that here. It is.
1: Okay, good. (laughs) Because there's really no other words to describe it. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's definitely,
0: definitely, most definitely. Well how about sellers remorse? Is there a vehicle that you let go that you really wish you had back?
1: You know, I don't yet. Lucky. I um I know. In in my whole lifetime of vehicles of cool, and not cool vehicles. I'm really only on car number three. And the two cars I had before, I don't miss them at all. So
2: <laughs> There you go. Well, yeah. you
1: are
0: fortunate. <laughs> one of the few Cars you listeners without a sorry sob story about a car they had to let go. I've got too many of those in my life. So uh, we'll move on from that one. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what you got planned for this year, what kind of event, what you're doing there at this... Uh, this business of yours, and um, what has you really excited and fired up?
1: We have some super cool things going on this year. I'm very excited. This year is actually marking the passing of the torch from my grandfather to me. Cool. And we are in the process right now of planning our race at the Mint 400, which is in March. Mm -hmm. And this will really be my first full effort of leading the team. So normally I do take care of the logistics side of things, uh, but now this year I, me and my husband, will be teaming to run the team. So he takes care of all the mechanical side of things. He's really like the crew chief, and I am the delegator, I guess. So <laughs> Good I'm for looking you. out yeah. all the logistics. Yeah. I have a really great marketing manager. Sue Mead and Amy Lerner is teaming up with me again this year and we are going to be sharing the driving duties at the Mint four hundred. Nice and we will actually be racing that Bronco, that sixty eight right. Bronco.
2: How cool is that?
1: So that this is a, a pivotal year for me. Yeah. And like I was saying before, you know, given this opportunity to to show my grandfather that I got this. Yeah. You know, don't, don't worry about it. I got this. (laughs) I'm going to continue that legacy and I am going to go out there and kick ass and I am going to make you proud.
2: Awesome. So,
1: yeah. So this year is exciting. So we definitely, we have the mint 400. We are toying with the idea of right after the mint 400 in April, bringing the Bronco down to Mexico for the Nora Mexican 1000. And then of course we will absolutely be racing, the Baja 1000 as this year marks the 50th anniversary, which means that my grandfather has raced in 50 Baja 1000s. That's,
0: that's incredible. incredible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You wonder how he has any body left to do that. There's such a rough,
2: I know. Oh my, yeah,
0: he's one <laughs> tough bird, that's for sure. Well he is yeah well congratulations on taking over i've no doubt you're going to be successful in all the ventures that you're involved in so very very cool kudos to you and the, the entire team well here's a very introspective question for you shelby if you were a car I kind of think i know what the answer might be but we'll see what kind of <laughs> what kind of car would shelby be and why
1: So I would actually be my current vehicle that I drive, Mm -hmm. which is a Hummer H3.
0: Okay. (laughs) I'm not surprised.
1: And that is my most favorite car. So if in a few years there comes a point that I have to get rid of it, Mm -hmm. that would absolutely answer the seller's remorse. So this Hummer is just phenomenal. It was built by Samco Fabrication here in Reno. And it's really been made into what we call a Mm pre-runner. So it has much bigger suspension. It has a GPS. It has a radio. It has, you know, nice BS Goodrich tires. But the coolest thing about it is it doesn't look like a Uh pre-runner. So it just looks like your regular old Hummer H3. Uh So I feel like, I want to be like that, where I want to be really cool under the hood and super capable and Mm -hmm. really durable. But on the outside, nobody would ever know.
0: (laughs) Stealthy. You know? (laughs) Very cool. Stealthy. Exactly. Yeah, very cool. (laughs) Awesome. Great answer to that question. Well, Shelby, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Car Show sponsors. Driving never meant more as the all-new driving adventure awaits you with a not-for-profit Drive Toward a Cure. Combines two spirited drives for a weekend of cars and camaraderie in Paso Robles, California. All to support finding a cure for Parkinson's disease. In a showcase of ribbon roads in California of chrome and elegance coming up this April 28th. Enjoy some of the nicest cars, people, drives, wine tasting, and luxury receptions. While Driving Towards a Cure for Parkinson's. To register or donate, click on DriveTowardACure.com or check out Cars Yad yeah! guest Deb Pollock's show notes page where there's links to Drive Toward a Cure. Donate today or better yet, go for the drive. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah! And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at, at com, or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com Okay, Shelby, we are back and we're entering the last lap or the last leg, if you will, of an off-road race and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. Okay. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: When you are four-wheeling If you are hurting yourself, you're definitely hurting your vehicle. Ah,
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, great advice. I know where that came from. (laughs) Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years?
1: Yes, from The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People.
2: Love that book.
1: Yes. The Two-Minute Rule. Mm. So if there's anything that you can do in two minutes or less, do not put it off. You do it right then and there.
0: Yeah, I kind of akin that to the old eat that frog. Just get it over with. Move on. Yes. So, yeah, Stephen Covey. Absolutely. Uh, love that book. I've given that book to my kids when they were growing up. My favorite one is his uh, Habit five: first, Listen to Understand then Speak to Be Understood. Love it. Oh, so important. Now, how about a resource? Is there a resource out there that you'd like to share with the Cars Yow listeners?
1: Yeah. You know, a company that has sponsored our race team for a very long time that I feel like not enough people know about them Mm. is Tifco Industries. And they make very dependable, well-made industrial supplies, nuts, bolts, abrasive Mm. safety equipment. And the cool thing is they make everything in the USA and they have an extensive catalog. We just feel like it's very quality hardware that we use on all of our race trucks. So I would love to share that resource.
0: A shout out to them. How do you spell their name?
1: T-I-F-C-O.
0: TIFCO. TIFCO Industries. Industries. Awesome. We'll make sure that we have a link to TIFCO Industries on Shelby's show notes page at the Cars Yeah! website. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would it be? It would be Mickey Thompson. Oh gosh, and his son is a guest here on the show.
1: He is so nice. Danny is such a wonderful guy.
0: Yeah, that would be quite a conversation, <laughs> no doubt.
1: Yes, it would. The stories—a huge character, talk about larger than life character. Yeah. The stories that my grandmother and grandfather, Rod and Donna, tell me about him—he just—he would have been very interesting to hang out with.
0: Yeah, there's a great book out about him as well that. Danny promoted when he he was a guest here on the show. So, uh, yeah, something that readers should pick up. And speaking of books, is there a book that you'd like to share with the CarShout listeners?
1: Yes. There's a book that I absolutely love, and it's by Marty Fioka, and it's called A Thousand Miles to Glory.
0: Yeah, Marty's been a guest here on CarShout as well. I've known Marty for years and years. Great guy.
1: I love him. He's such a character. He is fantastic.
0: Yeah, he's been involved in the off road industry, it seems like forever and ever and ever. So, uh, yes. very cool, yes. nice book. And the publisher of that book was David Bull, who was my third guest here on Carja. Yeah. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources on Shelby's show notes page at the Carja yeah website. Just type Shelby in the search bar, and that page will pop up with all the links. And there's another great place in the Carja yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book by Marty, a past Carja yeah guest, Marty Fiolka, And all the past 700-plus guests are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. It's an awesome resource page here at CarsYeah.com. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one cool collector car or off-road vintage race car something in that area, but money is no object, I'm going to buy you anything you'd like today, what would it be and why?
1: Well, you might guess this one, too, (laughs) and I feel ever so lucky that this vehicle does sit in my garage, Uh, but it would definitely be that 68 Bronco. It holds so much history, and overalling the Baja 1000 and holding that title as the only four-wheel drive vehicle, that is incredible. Even from uh, where technology has taken vehicles today, Mm -hmm. that 68 still holds that record. Yeah. And I, I think that's incredible. So I would love to keep that thing right by my side.
0: Well, you do know how fortunate you are to be one of the very few guests here on Cars Yeah that already has her dream car. So I love that <laughs> because that means I don't have to get my big checkbook out today. And
1: well, not today.
0: Not. T- oh, okay. There might be something down the road. Okay. Well, <laughs> just since you already have it, I'll always leave that door open. You can call me anytime. And say, hey, Mark, okay. I figured out what I want next to the Bronco, but, uh, Very fortunate lady you are. Well, Shelby, you've taken me on an awesome off-road ride today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off down that dirt desert road in that 68 Bronco?
1: (laughs) I would say just don't ever be your worst enemy. Don't let fear or negative self-talk stop you from being everything that you want to be, Mm. because it will. So keep positive, and don't ever accept no as an answer, and, you know, look forward to the dusty road or that paved road. Just always look forward to what your goal is.
0: Ah, Awesome words of wisdom from a lady who walks her talk most definitely and eats rocks.
1: you know
0: that's what you got to do when you're out in the dirt what you got to (laughs) do well listeners again you can find links to everything shelby's been so kind to share on her show notes page at cars slash shelby hall shelby thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your worldly experiences with the cars listeners and me until we talk again i'll see you down that dusty dirty road
1: thank you thank you so much for having me
0: you're welcome